Hello and welcome to the resilience movement where building the resilience muscle is a daily practice, sometimes even hourly. Um, Thank you for joining in. I haven't been on here for a while um, and I'm about to share why. Um, It's really hard to do a podcast when you feel like life is out of control or you feel like that you've got nothing to say and especially nothing nice to say, um, which is sometimes how I felt. So I think it was April 2022. I Actually, it was January, then April 2022. And I did two podcasts. One was what the bleep is happening to my body. And another one was Women Talking Menopause, where I interviewed uh, Fiona. And that was great to have that insight. And a year and a bit later, I have to say, the journey didn't get much better. It was, um, it's been a tumultuous ride. It's been so, so hard. And I have been endlessly listening to uh, different podcasts. Uh, Julia Morris was talking about her menopause journey. Uh, I've listened to numerous doctors talking about menopause and especially uh, Mary Claire Haver, I think it is, who's got the Galveston diet, which I'm reading at the moment. And and it is not a diet, it's actually a lifestyle, but it's about um, women in menopause and uh, having hormonal challenges and, and, you know, the best kind of nutrition for them and to help with inflammatory and, and an anti-inflammatory diet and lots of things. So basically I've been absorbing lots and lots of info, information over the past 12 months or just over and also uh, journaling a lot. Um, in May of this year I wrote about uh, or did a podcast about how writing in my journal has changed my life and especially through this chapter of my life. And um, writing in my journal has certainly been um, one of those significant tools that's been very, very helpful. And I continue to do so on nearly a daily basis, writing in my journal, because that really helps get the stuff out of my head. But oh my gosh, ladies out there who are going through perimenopause and menopause and um I feel you, I like I just empathize so much because this has been um, quite the challenge. And for me, I really wanted to go very holistic and and wanted to make sure I had nutrition good and um, <laughs> amongst the sugar cravings and, and all of the other challenges. And, you know, this really brings up for me a lot of questions around even how relationships cope through menopause, a woman going through menopause when I felt like a raving lunatic. And when you don't know what's going on for yourself, it must be very, very difficult for a partner to understand. So um, for those of you who have partners, again, hats off to you all because um, it's quite the journey. And so I wanted to come on here today and talk about where I'm at now. Um, And this is purely, this is not advice. This is not, certainly not medical anything. This is, this is what the journey has been like for me. This is where I am now. And this is what is working for me. And it's been quite the investigation, I would say, um, to really figure out what works for me, what doesn't work for me, um, what's been Uh, what I've been able to, I guess, um, assist 
because uh, certainly it's not resolved. Um, and overcoming different things and being able to talk about this stuff. So um, I'm very grateful that I've been able to talk to my children about this, um, including my niece, um, because I think the conversation around this really needs to happen and it really does need to include family um, because they think you are probably going crazy as well. Well, mine did anyway. Well, they do because I'm still there. <laughs> um, but I will tell you, uh, you know, as of today, I have um, tried a different regime over the past 16 days and I wanted to look into um, what I can do to help this because the, the thoughts of driving your car off the road, which are not rational thoughts or the thoughts of I cannot live like this anymore, you know, they're real thoughts and um, – even down to paranoia, me being paranoid about um, so many different things that uh, made it really, really difficult. So I probably, up until about two weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have been able to do a podcast about this without crying because crying was the big thing. Getting very emotional. Um, sleep deprivation is still a thing. Uh, it's getting better. And um, I know that's one very negative thing for me if I don't get enough sleep I find it really hard to function and and that also increases my um, emotions and I feel very unstable you know unstable in confusion and just re really finding it difficult to function so let alone how we function with our families and the conversations that we need to have and, and then functioning at work, being in a corporate job and, um, you know, it just is really, really challenging. And, you know, now that I feel like I'm coming uh, over a hump and starting to balance things out, I think that um, I feel like there's some light at the end of the tunnel there and there hasn't been light at the end of the tunnel for some time you know if I if I look back on my journal over the past um, six months well there's some deep stuff in there and um, and the sugar cravings uh, prior to the last two weeks were just incredible and I just yeah it's just been a whole lot a whole bag and all of that and um so 16 days ago, I started taking estradiol and um, progesterone and it seems to be working. Now, a lot of people will say, when I say what I'm about to say, a lot of people will say oh, that's not possible. But um, I swear I felt a difference within three days of taking this and because I went to my doctor again and I go and get my bloods done and 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 have and just check, you know, iron, cholesterol, all of those things, um, you know, like I've always talked about, we service our car regularly, but we don't service our body. And so I always go to my doctor um, at least once a year just for a checkup and have all my bloods done. And it also means that I am across my um, results because I can't tell you how many times people will say, uh, yeah, my doctor said I'm fine. Yeah, but what does that mean compared to last time? And so I look at the balance of my 
uh, vitamin D level, for example, because vitamin D is so important um, at this age, 54. And uh, I look at my iron and I, I look at a lot of different things. And I might, I'm not medical. I, I don't have a medical background, so I don't understand what they all mean, but the basics I do understand. And I also know myself better than anybody else does, so I know how I feel. And so if you are more intuitive and in touch with what's going on for you, and that's part of the journaling and, and kind of getting a bit of a, uh, a measurement of where I am, I just can tell you that I know I feel very different. So there's a whole multitude of things that from a vitamin perspective that I take and, and now I take some hormones and um, continue with my magnesium and my greens and vitamin D specifically. I feel like I've got a bit of handle on things <laughs> um, compared to where I was, you know, over two weeks ago, which was in a really, really bad place. So I just wanted to really share that um, for those of you who are really struggling, I get it and uh, I can't imagine what it's like for you specifically because we're all different. Every woman is going through something different. Um, Touch wood, I don't get any hot flushes, which is fantastic and actually surprising my doctor and everyone, but that's just one of the symptoms that I don't get. Um, But I have... um, cankles, swollen ankles. (laughs) I have uh, erratic mood swings. Uh, Julia Morris in her podcast was talking about her rage and how she sees a um, psychologist to, or psychologist um, to actually talk through that. And and the psychologist gave her some strategies and um, cognitive behavioral therapy is also very helpful. So I guess the thing, listening to all of these other women and listening to uh, female doctors who are actually going through it as well, one has normalized it for me. It's made me feel like I'm normal instead of feeling like I'm this alien that's freaking out at every little thing, Um, putting her family on guard and then walking on eggshells at times, which is what happens, unfortunately. Um, But to feel like I'm not the only person going through it is one of the reasons that I'm doing this podcast is because, you know, this needs to be talked about more and normalized more. And I actually heard uh, a very exciting thing, and I think it's Spain. So over in Spain, women get three days menstrual leave. No questions asked, apparently. It's just three days leave once a month. And I thought, oh, that's brilliant. That's a step in the right direction. And that's for all ages. So whether it's puberty or menopause or um, you get those three days. And and I think it's really important to consider whether you need a mental health day, you know, and having a mental health day so that you can just uh, do nothing, maybe sleep, maybe go for a walk in the sun. I don't know, whatever that is for you. Um But I don't think self-care has ever been so important. And I think this is different stages of our life, right? So um, for those of you who have had children, um, there's different stages and self-care is really important when you're a mum and you've got a busy life and especially if you're a mum and working or you're a single mum and working. um, 
But I think that at this stage in menopause, there's so many things happening and so many adjustments to make that it's really important to have that self-care and um, and do what it is you need to do. And whether it's hang out with friends and have coffee and have a few laughs and uh, but, you know, having that time uh, to look after yourself is really important. So I think that, um, you know, when it comes to this journey, uh, do your research, listen to people, normalise it more, have conversations and, you know, journal down how you're feeling. Um, I know some of my pages um, <laughs> My feelings can be pretty scary as I read back, but it's exactly how I was feeling at the time. And, you know, we all know this too shall pass. When it will pass is the unknown, I guess. And for some, I know for me, um, in the middle of it, I'm just going like, will this ever pass? So I actually didn't feel like it would pass. And um, like I said, this is day 16 of me uh, taking some hormones again. And it was really interesting because I had a mental mind shift. So 16 days ago, I had my last implanon removed from my arm, which was my contraception. But it was the mindset of this is the last one. And so that's another phase of... um, not that I was going to ever have another baby, that that's well off the books, but it's the, well, you're never going to have another child, like you don't need that anymore. And it's kind of just a different way of thinking. It's like it, it is another stage. Jane Fonda writes a book on, she writes books on the next chapter and it is the chapters of your life. So I feel like I'm in a new chapter. This chapter... Um, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, 12 months ago, um, was not feeling like a fun chapter, but I feel like there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I hope my ramblings here um, have been, you know, a little bit insightful and helpful and, um, and yeah, look, jump on our Facebook page, The Resilience Movement, and share your news, share your journey, tell us what's happening for you. And maybe others will join into that conversation as well. But um, Mary Claire Haver is who I am currently reading at the moment. Um, And also there's brilliant podcasts on menopause and Julia Morris's one is quite funny. So So thank you for joining me and um, hopefully, you know, my brain will start to function a little bit better and I can get on here and do a few more podcasts and share more with you about this particular journey. Take care and stay resilient, but most of all, stay kind to yourself and to others. Thanks.